Motherhood Mondays on the Alley on the Run show are brought to you by Sweaty Betty. Welcome to Motherhood Mondays on the Alley on the Run show. The goal of this series is to remind moms in all stages that you're not alone, you're doing great, and seriously, you're not alone, and seriously, you're doing great. As a new mom myself, I know Instagram has been a bit of a lifeline for me. I still follow all my favorite Instagram dogs like Tuna and Dogs Being Basic, but since having my daughter Annie, I love following fellow new moms, especially ones who gave birth around the same time I had Annie. Sashia Lawson, perhaps best known as Sassy Fit Girl, is one of those moms. Sashia is a fellow New York City girl turned Jersey girl and Orange Theory lover, and I've loved following her postpartum recovery stories. In a world where we are all a little hesitant to take days off and are often inclined to jump into things a little too quickly, Sashia is a breath of very fresh air. She's been really vocal on Instagram about why she's not rushing her return to fitness. At three months postpartum with her second daughter, Sashia is just now getting back into running and upping those speeds at Orange Theory. It's an outlook I love and respect, which is why I wanted to have her on this series. I was eager to learn a little more and to know where this outlook came from. So please welcome to Motherhood Mondays, Sashia Lawson. All right, welcome to Motherhood Mondays on the Alley on the Run show. I'm so excited to be here with you today. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Hi, Ellie. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm when we uh, when we first started talking, I said, "How are you?" And you said, "I'm tired." And I think that's yes. a sentiment probably everyone <laughs> listening to this series can relate to. So we're going to talk about the tiredness and and why you're feeling that way. But first, I want to give everyone some context and a little bit of background as to who you are. So let's just kick things off with our you know our little warm up questions. Tell everyone who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Okay, so my name is Sashia Lawson, uh, also known as Sassy Fit Girl, and I am from New York, now living in New Jersey, and I'm a mom of two. And I also run, yeah, I also run a business, but uh, that's on hold right now. (laughs) Yeah, as it should be, as it should be. You are three months postpartum, so give us the stats, give us the names and ages of your children. Okay, so I have two girls, uh, one that's two and a half, her name is Sky, and a three-month-old, well, she just turned three months uh, on Tuesday, and her name is Marley. Oh, those are so. such good names, too. I love those names. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, tell me, um, you mentioned the business, so break down, um, kind of explain your current work child care situation. We say it takes a village, so I want to know, what do you do professionally, and who's in your village helping make all that happen? Oh, my God. Uh, my husband is. Uh, so we've had a business together since I was like 21. So it's like it's been a long time. Um, I mean, I won't say my age, but I'm in my 30s. And uh, yeah, so right now he's the one that's been doing everything. Um, so we, it's a marketing and entertainment company. And um, yeah, he's the one that's been holding down everything for me while I've been gone. So when you work for yourself, did you say, like, I'm taking a certain amount of time off? Or are you just kind of playing it by ear? How did you decide what to do there? Oh, no, definitely decided to take time off. Um, we're both workaholics. So we were doing, I don't know, like 12 and 14 hour days before um, working with clients in different time zones or, you know, just it was just around the clock. So I totally planned 
this whole like taking a break, like having kids and taking a break thing because it's been going since, like I said, I was like 21 or 22. So when um, will you start working again? Do you know? Um, probably in the fall. Go realistically. girl. Good. Yeah, it's gonna be in the because I have to get like uh, childcare and everything in order. Like I had a nanny and she didn't work out, so now I'm on the hunt for a new one. <laughs> I think that was one when does. we first <laughs> when we first started emailing. We, I mean, how long have you and I been going back and forth to get this scheduled in our both oh, of God. our postpartum days? We've literally been emailing for like three months. Yeah, it's been like, oh yeah, I'd love to do the show. Like, okay, yeah, let me just find someone who can like cover me while this time works for me. Oh, have... my nanny's sick. Oh, mine canceled. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, ugh. yeah. Well, you're yeah, a pro but... at this. You're on number two. So I want to talk about. Give oh, God, me... not a pro. <laughs> well, you're a pro to me, <laughs> who's still very new at this. So I'm looking at you as a pro. So tell me, what would you say if you had to sum it up? What is the best thing about being a mom? Oh, wow. Um, there's so many. It's like, I can't believe I get to help shape someone who's going to have an impact on this world. Like it's, it's like, I'm responsible. Like I created this person and now they're gonna do something like yeah. it's, it's weird, you know, it's, and just learning every, like your kids teach you something new every day. Like you're seeing stuff through their eyes. So every day, like I see my two and a half year old and she's discovering something or she's like her vocabulary is insane. So she's like telling me stuff and I'm like, who taught you that? Like, where did you learn this stuff? Like, and it's like, oh, it's me, you know, or something else. So it's, it's very cool to see. What about the hardest thing about being a mom? Oh my God. <laughs> so many. I've had it. So many. <laughs> so many. Um, well, for the for uh, just being three months postpartum, definitely the newborn phase. Like, I know I went through it like two and a half years ago, but I don't know if I forgot. But it's like I felt like it's like times a thousand in terms of being the hardest thing I've done, um, especially having a toddler around. Because now you have to try to divide your time, which is just not realistic. It's just the hardest thing. So yeah, so definitely like not getting any sleep, not being able to spend time with my um, two and a half year old or as much time as I'd want to that's been like ridiculously hard yeah so how is she doing with the adjustment is she like yay I'm a big sister or is she like mom 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 don't forget me <laughs> uh, both both initially you know what's interesting initially so I've never been away from her since she's been born so when we had to be in the hospital for like three or four days it was like oh my god and she couldn't come because they had this flu restriction. So no one under 16 was allowed to be on the maternity ward. Yeah. So that was really, really hard. So um, luckily I had my mother-in-law here staying with her. But um, so when I came home, like all these months I've been prepping her saying like, there's a little sister in here, you know, her name is Miley. And she's been like rubbing it or kissing it. So when I come home with this baby, she's just like very skeptical and she's looking like who the hell is this like, oh. what's going on here and i'm like this is marley and she'd look at my stomach and she'll go no marley so i'm like no 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 this is her like she's out <laughs> so she was very confused and uh yeah and then she wasn't used to the crying either like she'd cover her ears and tell me like you know it's noisy and oh no she's like too loud too loud noise and i'm like like sorry there's nothing i can do like this is your sister but uh you know fast forward to now she's like she loves her like every minute it's like kisses or she's trying to like 
um, give her her pacifier or something else. It's like the sweetest thing Aww. to watch there. Yeah, so she's adjusted well. Except, I mean, she's still very demanding, and there's still tantrums that are like oof, <laughs> really rough. Yeah, because kids don't know time, so it's just like, can I get this now? Can I get this now? Can I get this? I'm like. Please, I'm beating your sister. Give me one minute, or I'm pumping. Give me one minute, and she's like, "No, no, no, now, now!" And it's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna kill you!" <laughs> Amazing, I love it. Okay, so did you always know that you wanted to be a mom? Yes, I did. I from a huge family. I have like eight sisters and wow, uh, two brothers. Yeah, huge family. And then you know, my parents also they're from huge families where they have like nine and ten siblings. So definitely wanted to have uh, kids. I was just super naive when I was young. I thought I'd have like six kids, which is just insane. And now, <laughs> so, what are you thinking now? Oh God, now I'm like, when people are like, oh, do you want more? It's like, I just had like a second kid. Like, please leave me alone. Yeah, right. Like, let's see how this goes. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, th- this might be it. I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> definitely not six. Definitely not six. Definitely not six. And give me your word. I like to ask everyone, how would you describe new motherhood in one word? Exhausting. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, Exhausting. Like it's, it's hard to, I keep trying to explain it to people, but it's, it's super like you can't, it's, I don't know what to compare it to maybe like having for an exam and like staying up all night and thinking like, Oh wait, I just need to read this sentence. And then you fall asleep and then you wake back up. That's how it feels when it comes to like feeding or breastfeeding. It's like, oh, I thought I just fed you like two seconds ago. And it's like, oh, no, that was like two or three hours ago. Yeah. And in that time, (laughs) all you did was you fed, you pumped, you cleaned some bottles and it's time to do it again. (laughs) It's time. Exactly. It's like, God, this cycle. When is it going to end? Yeah, that's rough. All right. So. One thing that I want to talk to you about, because this is what I've really loved about following you on Instagram, is you've been really vocal about postpartum recovery. So I want to talk about that, about how your recovery was different. Like you, you've basically been really open saying like, hey, take it slow. It's okay. Like I think you said you went for your first walk like a couple weeks after giving birth. And so was this something that you learned after your first pregnancy? Did you have the same mindset after your first? Or tell me a little bit about your postpartum recovery story. Okay. Uh, well, first I had a C-section. I had two. The first wasn't planned because I thought I was doing everything right. And I'm like, oh yeah, my body's going to cooperate. I'm going to have like this amazing vaginal birth with like music and like just, you know, everything uh, that I thought what happened did not happen. Um, I had an emergency C-section and that was really jarring because like I went from running and walking and doing everything like the day before to just like not being able to move at all. Like I couldn't feel my abs. I couldn't do anything. Like I had to get help from like the nurses or my husband. And it was just really just did something like insane to my brain. It was just like, I just couldn't comprehend like what was happening. Like there was no connection. So yeah, so this time around, I definitely, so that recovery process was extremely hard. And this time around, I just think I planned for it. Well, I planned for it a lot better because that I knew there was a chance that I would have another C-section, even though that's not something that I wanted. But I don't know, my kids are just super comfy inside. So they didn't want to come out. I went to like, <laughs> I went to like 42 weeks and- oh. 
Yeah. No, don't even say that because the thing is, I felt nothing. Like everybody keeps saying, like, "Oh my god," you know, almost there, almost. I'm like, I'm fine. Like I literally could go. Power to (laughs) you. See, I was so like, once I hit 36 weeks, I just every day I was like, "Is today the day?" Is I wasn't in a rush because I mean, physically, I felt totally fine. I, you know, I loved being pregnant. I thought it was cool, but um, and I wasn't in a rush. It was just for me, it was the uncertainty of it of not knowing. Uh, So to think about having like three more, I went at 39 weeks. So to think about having three more weeks of the uncertainty is where I'm like, I would have driven myself crazy. Oh, wow. I was just like, oh, stay in there, kid. And then (laughs) the doctors are like, actually, no, no, that won't happen. Like, no, we can do it. You know, they're like, "You, you need to schedule something. And it's like, really? Like, so I just tried doing everything naturally first, like just with my first and still nothing happened. Like, it was funny, like every day I'd go to like, uh, I go to Orange Theory or like a spin class and they're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, what should I be doing? Should I just stay home? Like, Oh, yeah, like, right. Yes. And then they're like, so I'm like, no, like, I'm just going to like drive myself crazy. if I don't get like at least some type of like uh, workout in. And um, yeah, so I, I definitely uh, prepped and planned for the second C-section. And it was much better. Like the recovery process has been, I mean, the recovering is still hard because again, a C-section is major surgery. They're going through several layers of um, your body. And, you know, like it's weird to see, um, I don't know if you've ever seen like one of those videos, but it's like, they kind of just like stuff your organs back in. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping like, Ooh, I hope everything is like in <laughs> place right. or where it should be when this is all done. Um, so yeah, it was hard not being able to like like move around, but I was expecting it. So I decided, okay, like this is not it didn't my brain was already like um prepped for it. Again, we know you as sassy fit girl. So we know you yeah. as like super fit, great runner, like you said, orange theory, like very, very active. And so yeah. I think that in today's society, it's almost surprising to see someone who devote so much of their time and energy to fitness actually take a really slow recovery, whether it's from injury, illness, or in this case, pregnancy. So it's been really refreshing to see you taking that approach. Talk to me about, I guess, like being okay with that. I know so many women, myself included, even I, like, forget the physical stuff. I actually didn't care about that. Mentally, I was like, I want to get back to Orange Theory because my friends are there because I need, like, I needed to feel like myself. Okay. Talk to me about that. I totally get that because that's the, that's how my approach was with the first, uh, my first daughter. Like, so as soon as I got like that six week clearance, even though I knew I had to take it slow, what they tell you to take it slow, it's like, what does slow really mean for me? Like slow, for someone else might be like, oh, I'm going to take like a one mile, not even a one mile walk. Like, I mean, they might just like take the stairs. And for me, it's like, oh, I'm going to like lift like lighter kettlebells and, you know, go for a jog or something. So um, but I definitely felt my my body did not respond well after my first uh, pregnancy. When I tried to like come back after like six weeks, it was just like, oh, something feels like very funky. Um, so for when I was pregnant with uh, my second daughter, I actually took uh, core and post uh, pre-pregnancy classes and they kind of prepped me for like, Hey, like come back slow, see, uh, you know, see if you need to do like, um, 
<clears throat> see a physical therapist after, <clears throat> sorry, pelvic physical therapist or just a general. So I actually like planned that out and just said, okay, three months is not a long time. Like it seems like a long time, but it actually isn't a long time to like wait to run or, you know, like be super active again. So it took, it did definitely took discipline, but I mean, I did create like a plan. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to, I'm going to wait the six weeks where I'm just going to do nothing besides walking when I can, which was probably after like two weeks or so, I was able to like walk outside for maybe 10 minutes. Like I was in so much pain. Um, so what then, was that pain? Can you, I'm, I'm mostly thinking for oof. women who are listening. I know there are a lot of women who are either expecting, who are pregnant, who are trying to get pregnant. And, and I know that when I was pregnant, I couldn't have imagined what that would feel like. How would you describe any pain or discomfort you were feeling? Um, wow, that's hard. It's, it, it's just, it's excruciating. I, I just don't know what other word to use besides that. Um, and I had to be medicated. So I don't know how to, I mean, it's just like, you just can't feel like the body just doesn't feel like it's yours. I know we think that when you're pregnant, but like after um, having a C-section, it's just like, I don't know who's, it's like, whose body is this? Like, it's, it's hard to do anything. Like, so I can't like lift my daughter, like my husband had to help or family. It was just like, really, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's super painful. I don't know what other word to use besides super painful. And on top of that, for some reason, I'm one of the maybe few people that get, um, I got back spasms. I'm assuming because of like the anesthesia that they used. It happened with my first as well. So I'd get like these crippling back spasms um, where they inserted the anesthesia. Ooh. So Yeah. So there, this time, this time, I don't know why, but this time around it didn't last as long. Like I got it for maybe like the first month. But with my first i remember like there would be months where i just like i just have to stop because it was just crippling pains and it was like what is happening why is this happening and my doctor would be like uh i don't know that's not you know people don't usually have that it's like okay what should i do because uh so yeah so that was um that was really hard and then like, again on top of that like i'm i was breastfeeding and so you're in all this pain and then you have to try to angle, I have to try to angle my daughter in like a way that was like, it's not hurting like the incision area, but it felt really awkward. And then of course, I don't know if you, I don't know if you breastfeed or not, but breastfeeding is one of the hardest things ever and the most painful, well, at least for me. So I had like double pain, triple pain, plus no sleep. It was not fun. <laughs> so talk to me about getting through that and what it really took and and how did you how did you survive uh i don't even know i i just i think just like looking just saying it's gonna get better like just i guess time because i just kept trying different methods especially with breastfeeding it was just like okay this is not gonna last this long i kept looking online and people were like oh it lasts like two weeks Actually, I think the nurse told me before, like, like, oh, you'll feel sore for like two weeks. And it's like sore. Sore is not the right word to tell people when it comes to breastfeeding. Yeah. I think. Like, <laughs> breastfeeding or pumping is like sore is not a good word. Like it like for me, at least it hurt like hell. And then there's the engorgement. And then it's, it, it's just 
I think it's just time. Like, seriously, like, I don't know if there was anything else. So like, even now I have uh, friends on Instagram who are going through the same thing now. And I just keep saying, it'll get better. It'll get better. Like, I'm just encouraging them. Like, it'll get better. Like, there's nothing, I don't there's anything you can really do. Like, so... So we talk about words, you know, we throw on around words like engorgement and, you know, things like that. Like there are these everyday words that of course we know oh. what they mean when, <laughs> which like I was the same way before I had had my baby, I had never even heard the word engorgement. And now I'm like, oh Me yeah, either. you're engorged. This is how you know. And this is what it is. How well prepared did you feel for that postpartum period? Did you know about things like engorgement and about the right position to be in when breastfeeding? How, oh God, no. How, no, you didn't not, feel prepared. That's the first time I ran. No, absolutely not. That's why it was like another thing that just messes your mind. It's like, nobody told me this. What is happening? Um, and then I think like weeks later, like I think I read stuff like the, the, the hospital discharges with like a booklet and stuff. And it's like, who the hell has time to read this? Like, why Thank did you, you think I'd be able to read yes. this? <laughs> yeah. And you're sending me home with this. It's like, no, you should have shown like a video I had people prep me on this stuff. So yeah, definitely not. It's like engorgement is where your boobs get filled with milk and they can become rock hard if you don't breastfeed or pump. And it is super painful. Yeah, like everything. You don't even want somebody to like touch you. There's no. I haven't hugged people in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it's like, oh, sorry, like, like you know, the boobs. So oh, it's yeah. like that's my yeah. word. That's my new motherhood in one word. Mine is just boobs. Forget yeah. excruciating. Oh, forget God. exhausting. Just boobs. That sums yeah. it up. <laughs> like, what are these things on my chest that yeah. just keeps? And you know yeah, what I remember. Like, I remember being so excited, like I'm. I've always been a stomach sleeper, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be great! I'm going to give birth and sleep on my stomach that night." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am eight yeah. months postpartum, and I'm just now <laughs> sleeping on my stomach. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I didn't can't happen wait. right away. Just putting <laughs> yeah. that out there that all the things yeah. I thought I would be doing right away. Oh, I'm. I can't wait. I'm going to give birth and immediately go get a massage, girlfriend. You're not getting a massage. No, like, yes, no, no, that, no, no, no one's no. touching this yeah no 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 it's like <laughs> super pain and then I get I don't know did you have this where when your milk comes in it stings no but is that um vapospasm because that's another word that I learned um oh, I've never oh what is that I've yeah never I, that I so I had to have a lactation consultant come to our house twice because I really struggled in that area and yeah, so that led to me exclusively pumping for my baby, um, which I hated but did for some reason. Um, anyway, I did have the stinging for a little bit. And I remember the lactation consultant saying like, oh, that's probably vapospasm. And then just moving on in the conversation. And I was oh, like, wow. should I know what that means? I don't even know if yeah. I know how to spell that to look it up. Right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so, of course, that was my next three hours on Google that day. Uh, but yeah, I, it might be that I am not surprising. I'm not a doctor. I am not a lactation consultant, but, um, that word comes, I'm sure there's people listening out there who like know what we're supposed to be talking about right now. And my machine now, like, wait a minute, hold on, what, what is this vapospasm? Um, Yeah, but yeah, but it stings when it comes in. So yeah, it's just a lot of, um, a lot of things that 
you know, like you said, when it was hard to describe, because it's all these things that your body has just never been through in any capacity that it's impossible to describe. It's kind of like, what show was it? I think it was on Friends or something where they're trying to decide which hurts more, giving birth or getting kicked in the balls. And they're like, well, no one will ever be able to decide that because no one can ever vouch for both. And it's very hard to describe the pain, the feelings and all of that. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Sweaty Betty. Today we're talking about the signature Sweaty Betty item, the power legging. I don't want to tell you how many pairs of power leggings I own, but you know I don't overbuy something unless I really, truly love it. The power leggings are Sweaty Betty's best-selling leggings, and they're regularly praised by Self, by Women's Health, by Well and Good, by basically everyone who knows what's up when it comes to the best leggings ever. So let's talk about what's important when it comes to leggings. Here's my criteria. They must be high-waisted because that's just comfortable. They must hug my body, but not too tightly. I have Crohn's, you know. The fabric needs to be sweat-resistant and not all, well, swamp assy. And they need to be versatile. I need to be able to wear my leggings on the run and while hanging out at home watching Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again and Crazy Rich Asians for the 19th time this week. Now, I'm a tough critic. I would never praise something unless I didn't wear and love it all the time. So behold, the Sweaty Betty Power Leggings. They're designed to sculpt, support, and stretch. They're made for all sports and couch life, and they definitely pass the squat test, as in they are not see-through. All right, that's my official Power Leggings endorsement. Now it's your turn. Head to sweatybetty.com and use code ONTHERUN for 20% off your purchase, which should definitely include a pair of power leggings. Again, that's sweatybetty.com using code ONTHERUN for 20% off. Now let's get back to the show. You're three months postpartum now. Tell me kind of where you're at right now. How are you feeling physically, mentally? What's going on in your world? Everything is a lot better. So I'm back to working out, which is great because um, I needed that for my sanity. And I just started, I think, like two or three weeks. Like, I think at like 11 weeks, I started working out again, slowing. And then I started running uh, last week. So it hasn't been that long. And everything feels, compared to my first, it feels uh, like 100 times better. Like there's still pulling or um, like tenderness by my incision incision section but or area. Which again, you're probably like, what? <laughs> but uh, like when you get a C-section, there's like pain that takes a long pain and like numbing that takes a while to to go away. And that area feels better already because of um, I did physical therapy, so they're doing something called scar vision, where they would you know put like a lotion or cream in and massage the area, and that's to get um, help prevent or loosen up scar tissue that can form on the inside. Does that hurt? It, yeah, it does hurt. It sounds like it would hurt. I'm like, you're using the word massage, but I'm not buying it. Yeah. It's like, uh, it hurts. But, um, but afterwards, cause, and they treat it with heat first to like help loosen that area. And then um, they go in and do that massage, but it feels better, like a lot better. So I think because I've been doing that for, um, what is it now? Like six weeks. And I can do it at home as well, but it doesn't feel like before, like after my first, when I would do like just lift my knee or like try to do a step up or something, I would feel like pain or that pulling in my uh, abdominal area. 
and I don't feel that anymore. So that's great. And then mentally, I mean, besides not having like uh, childcare, which, you know, definitely need to just like hurry up and hire someone. Um, I feel fine. Like it's, it's getting easier. I, uh, I was fortunate to have a baby nurse come in for a little under a week and she helped to put my daughter on a schedule almost. So like now I have, I know when feedings are, it's like before I was just feeding, there was like cluster feedings. I felt like I was feeding like every hour almost. And then sometimes she'll be on me for like an hour or like 40 minutes. It's like, what are you doing? (laughs) So it was like really draining. And then of course, then I had my toddler on the side saying like, I need this, I need this, mommy do this. So um, now that I can do like, she's like doing every three hours in terms of feedings. And then at nights she's, I mean, she did like six hours recently and she's even done eight, but I mean, it's not, it's still not, uh, it's not like, oh, what's the word? Consistent. She doesn't, yeah, it's not a consistent uh, thing when it comes to her nighttime. So it's probably like five plus hours, which is, if I have at least five, that's fine. Like, that's like plenty of sleep for me or uh, my husband at this point, it's better than two hours. So yeah, so that, I mean, I'm telling you like the sleep, Deprivation is like, that's just the worst. So mentally, I'm feeling really good. Yeah, it's scary, too. I was reading something yesterday. Um, Someone, I think, left a comment on Instagram or something saying like, hey, just a reminder, they like in places where they torture people, the way they do it is sleep deprivation, which is very uh, similar to what happens when you're postpartum. Just a reminder. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, my husband and I talk about it all the time. It's like, how, like, wow, I don't even know how people, how can you function? Like somebody who has to go back to work, like um, within like a few weeks of giving birth, it's like, how are you and your spouse or anybody functioning? Because that is like, it's the worst thing possible. Yeah. Like to not get any sleep. Like, I just can't imagine. So you talked about you and your husband have this business together. So in my mind, I'm picturing that you two are just like on the exact same page about work, on the exact same page about parenting. You're just like the best, most awesome team ever. (laughs) Um, You're laughing. Let's talk about why you're laughing. Talk to me about your... Yeah. Let's hear about it. It's it's hard. Like, uh, it's hard on so many levels. Like for him, he's still, he's still a workaholic. Um, which is not going to change. Uh, so before he was at, he was working from home uh, for like maybe, I don't know, I guess the first few weeks. And then it's like, okay, I got to get back in the office, which is in the city. We live in Jersey now and it's in the city. So, and then he has to travel a lot. So like at three, three or four weeks postpartum, he had to like take the trip and he's been taking trips. So it's been, it's been hard doing like either solo parenting or having, having little help. So yeah, it's been, it's been, it's a learning, it's a learning curve for us for sure. So you have number two, you mentioned these huge families are any, is anyone nearby? Where are your families? No, they're scattered all over, unfortunately. Um, So our family is, I'm originally from Jamaica. So a lot of my family is in Jamaica. My mom is in Florida and she's actually coming up today. So I'm happy Yay. to help me because again, my husband has to go out of town for a few days. So I'm like, yeah, I need help. <laughs> so, um, and then we have family like in New York, um, which is still, you know, it's like, so they're like in Brooklyn or in the city. So it's still a, a ways away. It's probably like 40 minutes to an hour. 
and then everybody has stuff to do. So there's yeah. nobody that's just like sitting around like, hey, I'm available. Yeah. Want me to come yeah. babysit your yeah. kids for a while so you can go to the spa? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I've heard some people say like, oh, my God, my mom is coming. She's going to be here for months. And I'm like, what? Oh, I'm so jealous of that. Don't I know. Me. I'm like, what? Like, no, <laughs> I yeah. don't have that. It's funny so. you say your mom's coming. My mom is here right now. She's been here for the past two days, but she's leaving oh, wow. today. And I'm literally oh. like locking my door so she can't leave. Right. Because I need her. And my husband's about to leave for two weeks. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, God. Not my favorite time. No. The longest my husband has been gone, thankfully, is probably like four days. And I think that's what we have now. Well, that had been our longest prior. Now it's about, yeah, it's going to be going to be two oh weeks God. so but we're going to be fine we'll be you know it might my thing that I've adopted is that you know what it might be messy it might not be the way I want it to all go and look but yeah it's going to be fine right okay so, yeah that's true I don't know that's I might true. email you a bunch stay tuned I'll be like help me I know Jersey I know. girls I unite <laughs> right um all right so I would love for you because again you've just been a really good and positive voice about all this recovery stuff for other women who are either about to give birth or who are in those trenches of the fourth trimester what is your message to them about the fourth trimester and recovery uh take it slow like there's no rush um you know, if you, if you, if think about it, if you like were to break your arm or your leg or something, you would definitely, every, you would take your time. Everyone around you would take their time with you. But for some reason we have a baby, whether that's vaginally or through a C-section, everybody thinks you're just going to like, oh, shed the baby. Okay, let's move on. It's like, no, that doesn't make sense. Like you've been through trauma and it's, um, even leading up to it. Like, I mean, I had a very easy pregnancy, but there's so many people that have had numerous issues, like where they're on bed rest or they're just not able to, they're not as mobile. Um, so I would say definitely take it slow. Like your body needs that time to recover. So, um, yeah, so just like ease into things. And, um, I mean, I'm all for getting help in terms of, with it, so I take postpartum repair classes. Well, I just finished a six a six weeks uh, course, but you know, going to PT because your body is just not it's not the same. Like you just you just need that time to recover. And you need that help. So take it slow. And how did you find that help? Were you just googling, yelping, finding things in your area? Do you have any recommendations or advice for finding that help? Oh no. So I um, on my I have a blog, and on my blog I created this thing called free fitness classes and uh, events in New York city. And it's been, I've had that for a few years and I came across these different classes, like, you know, that have something where it's like free for, let's say a week or two, and then you'd have to pay or you can get more information after. So I was fortunate um, from finding those classes. It was like a lot of prenatal postnatal. So I was able to meet and speak with, um, uh, pre and postnatal trainers, uh, specialists, uh, PT people, uh, chiropractors. So that's where I got a lot of my information from. And then from there, I would just like look for stuff in, well, now in Jersey, which I was really fortunate to find someone that was, um, who used to be in the city. So there's a lot of like transplants that 
are like they were from New York City and they're like, oh, I'm now in Montclair or I'm in West Orange or I'm in Livingston. So which is right in my neighborhood. Um, And that's how I found them. So looking back at motherhood as a whole. So you're now a second time mom. You've been doing this for, you know, over two and a half years now. What would you say has been the highest high during that time of motherhood? Highest high, uh, having my daughter tell me, tell me that she loves me and giving me like big hugs, like all the time. Like she gives hugs and kisses and it's like the best thing. You could be having the worst possible day or I'm even frustrated like with uh, the newborn stage um, with my second daughter and my dad would just come and just like, it's okay, mama. And then she'll just like, hug and give me a kiss. And I'm like, oh, I just like take a breath. Like, okay, <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. Like, this is what's coming in a couple of years. So I can do this. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not so bad. <laughs> All right. Well, you have to know that my next question is obviously going to be the lowest low. Do you remember any particularly hard days, nights, moments, fights, blowouts, and blowouts could be blowout fights or the other kind? What's been hard? Um, well, with my first, my daughter was in the NEQ, and that was hard. It's it's kind of like I kind of try to block it out because it was so hard. When she was born, we try, I tried breastfeeding her. And for the first day, it was like really good. You know, and I was like, oh, what is everybody complaining about? This breastfeeding thing is going great. Everybody said it would be hard. <laughs> and then by like the second half of day two, because, you know, my milk wasn't in yet. And there's colostrum, which is that stuff you know it's it's not milk but it's supposed to provide them with all everything they need this is what they tell us and my daughter just kept acting like she was super hungry even though she'd get it and i'm like my husband was like using a freaking teaspoon because they're like oh they're like that's fine and you know bring the nurses in like listen i don't think she's getting enough food and they're like no she's fine she's fine you know your body produces what the baby needs so we're like okay so we tried again my husband like you know, we're using a syringe to try to get as much as I can. Like, so we're trying to like do a hand, a manual uh, expression and then putting it on like a teaspoon or in a syringe to give it to my daughter. Cause I'm thinking, okay, she's not like latching because <clears throat> she's not getting enough. And the next day they weighed her and she weighed like, I felt like she dropped like a pound. Oh. I could be wrong, but she dropped a lot of weight. So I'm like, it's going they're like oh no that's normal like it's it's fine it's normal so we're like okay and then my, uh, my husband saw like uh, she had like a little jerking mm-hmm. so we thought it could have been like a seizure or something so they said hey let's check this out and see what it is it turned out to be nothing but they were concerned they're like we want to keep her because she hasn't had a wet diaper and she needs to have wet diapers so we're like okay so of course i'm like i can't move so I'm like bawling. My husband has to do everything. So I'm like, so I, we were in the hospital at that time for like maybe a week because I had to be, so I was like pumping. And then the NEQ was like, like all the way across, like the other end of the hospital. So my husband would like get up every two hours to run to go give the nurse milk. But they were also supplementing her with formula. And it took like three days, three or four days until she had a wet diaper. Oh my gosh. Yeah which is very, very scary because like she could have died, like, I mean, of starvation. So I was really angry and pissed off and just like, you know, like, why are you guys forcing me to, I should 
disclose that it's a breastfeeding breastfeeding friendly hospital. So that's what they're, you know, they're always promoting like, hey, like the baby sleeps in the same room and it's just promoted a lot. So, but yeah, so that was, um, that was like a low because it's like the first time I had to go visit her, I had to be in a wheelchair because I couldn't walk. And just seeing her with all these little wires and everything attached to her body, like I almost, like I almost died. And the nurses were like, no, she's okay. She's like, it just looks worse than it is. She's okay. These are just like things to monitor. She's fine. She's fine. And every day my husband would like, like if I can go, like um, he would like take little videos and send it to me. So that was a very low point. Oof. Yeah. All right. So, so what's your advice or what's your message for fellow parents with NICU babies? going through that right now well firstly i don't she did not have to go in had i just gotten like formula or something to give to her since my milk didn't come in so i think the first thing is be an advocate for yourself and your daughter or baby because i remember thinking like i was even talking to like there was a my pediatrician wasn't able to to be at the the hospital so i just picked someone else from the practice and i was telling her like oh my god breastfeeding like it hurts I, i don't know what's going on and she's like oh you just have to do it and I was like, wait, what? Whoa. Like, she was such a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, can I even say that? But she was like, I was just like, is this woman serious? Like, I'm in excruciating pain. And she just has like that attitude of like, you know, I don't care if you're feeling like pain, like you just have to do it. So I was like, oh, okay. And yeah, so I felt like, and then when I spoke to the neonatologist after um, when my daughter was going to be discharged, she was saying, oh, she's like, don't worry. She's like, you know, a lot of babies, this ha- this happens to like a lot of babies or kids. She's like, my daughters, she said, you know, we took them home and they all had to come back to the hospital because they weren't getting enough. So it's like, okay, so if, if that's the case, then maybe you're doing something wrong here. Like maybe you shouldn't be pushing parents to like only breastfeed if, you know, the, the babies are not getting enough food. And they're not having a wet diaper because that's really dangerous. So I would just tell people to be an advocate. uh, So that way you don't have to go through that ordeal. And in addition to that ordeal, then comes the bills later on. (laughs) FYI, which nobody talks about. But (laughs) that was another shock for me. Because it's like, oh, wait, who is this person? What's happening? Oh, this person is completely separate from the hospital. Oh, okay. (laughs) And not in my plan. Okay. (laughs) So... Yeah, I just think uh, you have to be an advocate for sure before it even gets to that point. And just know that, you know, your baby is going to be fine. Yeah. And that being so. an advocate doesn't mean you have to have all the answers. It means asking no. the questions, even if exactly. you think they're stupid. Like there were so many things that I remember not asking because I was like, no, like I'm a mom now. I should know that. Like, oh, my God, I should oh, yeah. already know this. And I felt so stupid yeah. asking like, wait, no, but like how do I breastfeed? Like I would just, you know, I just plopped her on my boob and and her little mouth was moving. So I was like, this must be breastfeeding. Yeah. Three hours later with bloody nipples. I'm like, maybe we're doing it wrong. Like, oh yeah, not not great. Not great. Um, But I felt like, I felt like I, not that I couldn't ask, but I felt very timid to do that. And I am not a timid person, but they're just, to me, it felt like I should know how to do these things because I'm a mom now without really giving myself the grace of saying like, yeah, but you weren't a mom five minutes ago. 
You didn't magically learn these things. And I remember beating myself up like I should have read more. Like I read a lot of pregnancy books. I didn't read a lot of new mom books because I wasn't (laughs) in that stage yet. And then like, of course, just a lot of like, I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. Instead of just saying like, dude, just ask the damn question. It's true. You know, like there was a point where my, with my first daughter, she was, uh, she kept crying. She's in the room with us. She kept crying. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't know why she's crying. What's going on? And the nurse comes. She's like, oh, she needs to be changed. And I was like, oh. And for some reason, it just like, oh, that just never occurred to me. Yeah. Like, to check her diaper, or like, should I be the one changing her? Or are you guys changing her? Like, I was yeah, kind of confused this work? as well. I know. Yeah. I, I, I the same <laughs> thing. And they're such wizards in like, I remember, oh my gosh, they would come in and they would change her little diapers in two seconds. Like it was so easy. And I was just like, and then of course we would try and it's five minutes have gone by and we haven't even like, we're like, which is the front and which is the back. So just. Yeah. And how does the swaddle thing go again? Oh, don't even get me started. I needed, we, (laughs) we, we did the Velcro swaddles, which, you know, there was a lot of Amazon priming in that first, uh, first month, I would say. That is, so for all expecting like moms or parents go like make sure you have all the delivery services like on your phone so that way it's just the easiest thing so like amazon if you need jet if you need you know target or walmart or fresh direct like just have at it because (laughs) you're not gonna be like it's just hard getting out the house it's you know let alone you know going to a store and trying to make a you know the right decision on diapers or you know, whatever else it's like now, let's just use all these services that we have and uh, get through it. And it's funny you use the phrase the right decision because I don't even know what the right decision is 98% of the time. So it's trial and error. It's trial and error and and it's what works for you and your baby. I, I, I always like to remind myself, this is like, you know, that just because it worked for your you know, 300 people in whatever forum you're reading, you might be the outlier and that's okay. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. There's like, there's so much stuff out there now that it's like, oh, okay. You know, but do what definitely works for you. So I would love if you had any resources that you'd want to share. Do you have any favorite people to follow, like moms to follow on Instagram, books, websites? What are you leaning on these days? Um, I like Alicia Montano. Oh, she's yes. uh, yeah, I love her. Um, and she also was she, so she has two kids and I watched her stuff a lot when it came to like postpartum repair. So obviously she couldn't like, you know, give herself like three months, but, um, she did have diastasis recti, which is like when your abdominals separate, which can, it's not just like people think, oh, it's just the mommy tummy and it's for looks, but it actually does a lot more because your core is not strong and it can lead to leakage or back pain and like a host of other things. So I followed her um, and she, you know, talked about that stuff in her stories, what she was doing to correct it. And it's a lot of the same stuff that I'm doing. Um, I have like mild, well, Mild to no diastasis recti, but I mean, I still have to be careful. So yeah, I really, she put a lot of information in her um, Insta stories that I liked following. Um, so she's a good one. Who else is out there? I'll just leave it at her for right yeah, now because I can't think one. of it. Doesn't get <laughs> yeah, much better was, than that. <laughs> yeah, she was really good. Like, I mean, so she, and she even like was super honest in like showing what her, how much like that she had a lot of ex- excess skin from, you know, having her kids. 
which was like, oh, they don't show this. Like everybody just thinks like it's just everything is back to normal. And she was showing like, no, looks, this is what's under my shirt. Like, or even though I'm working super hard and I'm back to, you know, pre-pregnancy weight and running and doing all this stuff. It's still, there's still other things there. So yeah, I really like her. Yeah, I do too. All right, the last thing that I need from you, I would love for you to give everyone listening for whatever stage they're in from hopeful and trying to conceive to veteran moms, what is your message to them? Uh, You can do this. I remember when I got, when I was about to give birth to my first son and like, you know, there's the whole prep. And then when it came down to it, I was like, I cannot do this. There is no way. And the nurse was like, yes, you can. I'm like, no, I cannot. And they're like, women do this every day. You've got this. So to all the moms out there, you've got this, like no matter how hard it seems um, or how much pain you're in, you know, it's, you've got this, you can, you can definitely get it done. So I love that. I firmly believe that women are just absolute superheroes and, and going through this myself and seeing women like you who have now done it twice and just have such a good and positive outlook. It's so inspiring to me and I'm sure to many others out there. So I so appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and, and keep sharing it because it's so important to have all that out there and, and love seeing you you back at Orange Theory. I'm loving following your progress and, and every week getting a little faster and all that good stuff. It's so awesome. So keep it up. You're doing great. Thank you, Allie. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Mondays on the Allie on the Run show. I never thought I could talk about boobs more than I did when I was 14 years old and was desperate for them, but here we are. Glamorous motherhood. Only three more episodes to go in this series, and I promise to close them out with a bang. If you want to return a promise, how about giving back to the Alley on the Run show today? First, make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss a single episode. Then consider leaving a rating and review for the show on iTunes. If you hear something you love, share it, spread the word, share an episode with a friend, a family member, a neighbor, or your internet friends on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find me, your internet friend, in all those places at Alley on the Run 1 and on the Alley on the Run Facebook page. We're not done here just yet. Before you get on with your busy day, please join me in thanking Sweaty Betty for sponsoring Motherhood Mondays on the Alley on the Run show. I've loved doing this series and I'm so grateful to the amazing crew across the pond for making this possible. Now, go to sweatybetty.com and use code on the run for 20% off whatever you want. So fun. Say it with me one more time. You're not alone. You're doing great. And thanks for joining me on the run.